at least now. It's like me on Sunday night. I didn't sleep Saturday night. <laughs> really? <laughs> Welcome back to Dead Trust. This is what episode 36. It's Tuesday, August the 24th. And we were just rolling to the end of the world. <laughs> How are you guys doing? <laughs> ready for it all to end, man. Ready to ready to watch that uh beautiful mushroom cloud in the sky from the horizon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. If only we were so lucky. Um, it's gonna be it's I'd be down death. for uh, I'd be down to see a Jericho situation right now. If you ever watch that movie or that TV series, I only watched a part of the first season. I never started. It's a out. little I, it's a little cheese ball, but I liked it. Oh, it was early two thousands television, wasn't it? Yeah, I thought the main 90s, character Jake 2000s. was cool, and I, I like Hawkins, the the uh, black character on there a lot. He was one of my favorites. Um, he was a sp- like the gov- government uh, spy kind of guy. I mean, he was fucking sweet. Um, I loved, I loved it. I mean, I really loved the show. It, it, it like I said, it had its cheesy moments, but uh, I was really I sad re- that it got cut short. But it, it's actually, it got finished. Um, believe it or not, there's there's a graphic novel that finished the show out. So, uh, and instead of the bullshit ending where they they fly to Texas in the jet and cut the short the show short yeah <laughs> i i mean fuck it's so old i figured yeah, it's know, right now, it's just... but uh yeah, yeah and, instead of that bullshit ending um <clears throat> they extended it and uh it it turned out really good so i just remembered that you know the supplies dropped from china and i just thought it was ridiculous that they would have trusted those at all china China, China, Japan, <laughs> peanut butter and jam. <laughs> Dad, you're fucked. you are fucked. <laughs> uh, I just thought, if, like, if I, I, just, saw I just love whenever the... he burps, it's like, oh, you're getting little pieces of food all over me. Take away to my hair. <laughs> you dirty old mustard tiger. Macro particles. <laughs> you know, the supply drops from China I would have burnt on site. That's what I remember from Jericho. Like the Haitians burned the GMO seeds on the docks after uh, they got annihilated by one of the many hurricanes that have ruined Haiti or rearranged the rubble on Haiti. Well, everybody, um, Dusty, uh, Dusty officially joined the uh, government work sector like your boy gnome and uh joined us in doing absolutely nothing and getting paid for it because that's yep. uh that's what government work is and speaking for the private sector that every hour i'm at work i am working my ass off fuck you guys <laughs> <laughs> great benefits great 
uh, well, I don't know about the pay. The pay's all right. Great benefits, benefits though. And you don't do I shit. Get, no yeah. benefits, good pay. Yeah. <laughs> so basically, um, you know, I, I really uh, just at my age right now, you know, I'll be 39 in January, was worried about, you know, pensions, uh, retirement. Oh, you're not going like to get that. one. That's why they're well, killing all the oldies. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, okay. Let's say if, if we were in a normal world scenario, uh, yeah, right, right, right. 15 years ago, then <laughs> yeah, basically right. it's, um, uh, to retire with a full pension from, uh, where I'm at, it's your age plus 20 or your age plus service has to equal 80. So, basically 20 years so at 59 i will be able to uh retire with full pension so um that's pretty good yeah yeah that you know especially like i said getting up in age and and not having um uh, a lot of time under my belt in a specific uh sector or company you know that's uh something i'm, I'm kind of see that's about. that's better than where i work um they require 28 years out of us to have full mm -hmm. pension. Um, right. Now, police officers and firefighters can get full pension at 20, but uh, mm -hmm. the, the the city street guys, we we have to put in 28. That's just yeah. how it is. But I yeah, mean, and I and I, I'm, I, I, I'm, I'm planning on getting gangster rich with some kind of bullshit hustle, whether it's mm -hmm. you know cryptocurrency or it's heroin. Yeah, hey, Raul. Hey, Raul. We're gonna sell some of that China white. Um, the future uh, is in drugs, children. <laughs> Make buy <your> now, <laughs> buy the diff. Buy the diff. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> topic of conversation. Uh, seriously, about the drugs, I wonder who is going to be in control of the poppy fields over there in the Golden Triangle. Well, the, um, China, obviously. China. 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 Yeah. Well, that's what it really boils but, down to China giving the $60 billion and saying that they're going to rebuild. I guarantee all they're going to be doing is, is rebuilding or building fences around all the fucking poppy fields or poppy opium fields that are there, the poppy fields. And, or they just uh, want to shut it down to. Uh, well, I think that they have too much uh, to gain with the the fentanyl production and i'm pretty positive oh. that fentanyl is not synthetic that it, i mean it is a derivative from the uh the poppy plant i'm, I'm pretty sure i don't uh, i'm not yeah i'm not clear on that either but it, it also might be a situation where china is so secure in its uh in its production method already they just yeah. don't want the competition and they could shut it down completely like us and iran yeah. shutting they just it wasn't about getting the oil it was about stopping the oil it, yeah exactly exactly all yeah, i gotta that, say that, that could be a scenario all i gotta say you think the opium crisis is bad now wait till that china white hits the streets yeah right well no i don't think the china white's going to be the issue i uh i think it's more of a an old school I, really honestly from from what i'm seeing up here i think that the car fentanyl is uh what's really the problem and anything <clears throat> that they may produce that's going to be stronger than the car fentanyl coming in because the car fentanyl man that's that's the type of where they they, they can narcan you seven or eight times and you and you're done and you're yeah. still done yeah yep so like, that's scary there that was a cop there was a there was a fucking cop 
I read an article on it. There was a cop. That- I, I think I saw the video of it. He fell straight out. I saw yeah. the video on YouTube actually. He OD'd um, like three times. Yeah, they, yeah. That guy. Yeah. Yeah. They, yeah. Nar- uh, they narcaned him like seven or eight times and <laughs> yeah. he fucking just died, dude. Like well, no, the, the one that I saw didn't die. Um, they they were doing an after interview with him, but he overdosed. They they hit him a few times and then on they were transporting him to the hospital and he was ODing again and they had to keep hitting him, but they, they hit him a bunch of times with the, uh, There's a lot of jealous days. junkies out there. <laughs> yeah. Well, that, you know, that's, and I, that's I, fucked up though. I mean, I, I'm not a bootlicker, but I mean, for fucking law enforcement, you know, trying yeah, to get yeah that that's right. That's no, that's a dangerous drug yeah, right there. To, like every other drug is that dangerous man. compared trying to, to get that, that shit, shit off the street. And it don't matter. You know, they could not notice it. It mm-hmm. could be sure. powdered residue on a fucking dashboard somewhere. It's like a... they, you know, they stick their hands on it. It absorbs to the skin and you got a fucking situation where the, that's like know, a chemical you know. weapon. We've been attacked by a chemical weapon from China. No, it really if, if is. They spread, yeah. Like I'm not really joking. Yeah. They, yeah. They've, they've sent something to our country that can, if it yes. was mass dispersed would cause a, everybody a in contact it, it, yeah. a fucking overdose that's a, a fucking weapon drug, that's dude. A, yeah that's a fucking weapon that's not a drug well, it's a weapon they, there's articles that i've read where they were talking about how they have weaponized like um aerosol cans like for for uh <clears throat> small and well not small enclosed places but but uh like a, a subway ventilation system for example on being able to put because i mean the amount of fentanyl i mean you've saw the the pictures of the penny and it looking just like a couple uh grains of salt beside of uh abraham lincoln's head and that's enough it's to kill to, <laughs> to kill a man my size you know or yeah. any of our size that's not a drug it's a it, weapon it is and i mean you know especially if you don't have an opiate tolerance at all yeah. i mean dude you're done you are done um you know, well, and I, I mean, the bad, say, well, the bad part with it, too, is like guys who are into just doing regular fucking smack and stuff, you know, they know yeah. their tolerance and yeah, they exactly. start putting that shit in it and they yeah. go and shoot up what they normally do. They're mm-hmm. dead. They're deader than fuck. Well, that's the thing. There's a lot of people up here in West Virginia in this area. You know, I mean, it's it's kind of the, the heart of the uh, the opium pandemic or epidemic, whichever one it is up here. But, um, dude, there's there's a lot of guys that are coming in from Detroit and uh bringing stuff in and do they bring 16 year old kids here in my area rural west virginia they bring you know 14 to 16 year old kids that have no criminal records they basically take over a junkie's house here and then sell their dope out of the house for a week to two weeks and then the bigger guys come back pick them up take them back bring a new crew down and uh it's just an ever-ending cycle but sometimes they'll 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 give the people dope every day that they're staying at the house yeah sometimes they'll get they find, a junkie just let you stay yeah. at the house oh yeah yeah well sometimes they just set up shop and don't leave you know kind of dare the people to kick them out so dude i'm telling you it is another world another world up here but i was i was going to say with talking about the police officers man it's not one of those wanting to be a bootlicker, but, you know, just being in the job like that, you know, if it's kind of like uh, needle use, for example, I don't condone needle use, but at the same time, I understand it. I get it, you know, and I get, if you're going to do it, it's, it's like, we've talked about the, uh, 
the exchange uh, needle exchanges yeah. yeah that that also yeah. promotes responsible needle use They're exactly not leaving them all, all over the right. place you're not going to get stuck yep. because it's currency it's well that's get what you I was a clean needle say, just about being a uh a responsible user or junkie um if if a cop is searching your car and it's inevitable something's going to be found tell him you know, just tell the cop, hey, look, you're going to find it. There's fentanyl in my dash, you know, or my console, my glove box, wherever it's in brown construction paper. Don't open it up. Don't touch it or use gloves. You'll die. You know, at least have that well, decency. Yeah. <laughs> That's a stretch, man. No, yeah. well, I mean, well, <laughs> I don't know. Ideally, I, I really don't yes, know. I, I, I'm on the same page as um, you, but that ain't ever going to happen. No, it's, it's something... <laughs> me personally i would i would um, unless you're you're a decent person yeah but, <laughs> most but I, aren't <laughs> right right but i still was at that i was at that line to where you know if you want to say addict to border junkie you know like i was i was functioning for the most part of uh through, throughout all my addiction um you know, but I, I still would have the the frame of mind to think about a human human being you know i would hope that others right right. i would hope that others i guess other addicts would have the same uh decency especially if you know that's that's kind of like many do you no (laughs) well but we're talking about people some some of these people would probably just you know pick a fucking needle up out of the gutter on on the street in portland i mean they're not gonna be like like, that ain't mine they're not yeah they're (laughs) not i mean they're not gonna have that frame of mind if they're if they're like that i guarantee they don't have the frame of mind to sit there and say i don't don't know because i mean i can look at some of the places that i snorted dope crushed dope snorted it some of the utensils that i used to do it um wasn't the the best of decisions um you know, <laughs> I, think, so I think that behavior isn't like <laughs> exclusive to junkies <laughs> right right you know there's a there's been a lot of bathrooms in question that i've went in yeah and you know uh snorted lines and stuff like that <laughs> off of a urinal what the yeah fuck? yeah a hundred percent i have yeah, I, yeah. yeah i'm a garbage person too I I'll, I'll tell this story, man. I remember I thought that the I was at a gas station and I thought the bathroom door it would, it did lock. It just didn't lock. Like <laughs> the knob turned and it it made it click like it locked, but oh, it didn't lock. <laughs> so I'm standing and like as soon as you open the door, it's just it's not a stall. It's just like the open bathroom, right? So the the toilet's over to your left, the sinks to your right with the mirror. And I'm straddling the toilet with a, a mound of powder. And I've been over the toilet. And the like, as I'm taking a line, the door opens. And I just turn around and I've got the, the dollar bill or whatever right there in my hand. And I'm like, yeah, I'll be a second. <laughs> the guy just looks at me and just shuts the door. Didn't go tell management or anything. Wait it. And uh, he apologized to me when I walked out. He's like, oh, I'm sorry. Sorry. I was like, don't worry about it. It's good. Not hurting. Got the hell out of that gas station. So nothing was said, but hey man, most people do drugs. <laughs> One way yeah, or they, another. I know. <laughs> like, yeah. Well, I mean, well, you ever been people... into a Buffalo Wild Wings bathroom? Yeah. Friday night, UFC fight going on. Jesus. <laughs> Any bar bathroom, chances are yeah. somebody's doing drugs in it. I'm just thinking oh, about yeah. the amount of times I've gone to a bar bathroom to go to actually use it or to do drugs in it. 
There's and 10 people pissing equal. in a trough, and then there's like <laughs> yeah, 10 yeah. people doing coke yeah. off the fucking sink, you know? Like, like, the amount yeah. of times they go, shh, when you're in the fucking <laughs> the big handicap stall. Oh, just, yeah. Hey, man. <laughs> but I said, I, w- I walked into the bathroom up here uh, in a Walmart within the first six months that I was here, I guess. And I was at the urinal, and the stall was directly beside of me. And uh, I heard tink, 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 tink on the floor, and then a, a boot, and then it stomped. You know, and I I saw oh, oh what it was. Yeah. Oh, Dusty, you're getting choppy as fuck, and and then I saw that boot hit it. So I was like, ah, caught you, son. Yeah. What's okay. going on in that bathroom? But yeah, man, I I don't know. I I do think that a lot of them got more responsible when the exchange came around, though. But there was some monetary gain from that too. Well, it had value, you know. You yeah. assigned value to the uh, the dirty needles because mm-hmm. um, you. I mean, you could fucking sell clean needles. That that was the thing, and uh, that's that's what got most of them off of the side of the road up here. Is they they had a one for one exchange, then you could turn in up to two hundred at a time. So and, I remember uh, I lost all yeah. respect for Alice Cooper because Alice Cooper was against <laughs> needle exchange programs. Really, and and it was just like it. It's like there's no logic there man you you you, you thought it promoted heroin use <laughs> what yeah, what yeah. <laughs> i don't see so, how I mean, people... it's just it's just like the war on drugs it's just like laws against drugs it's just like laws against anything laws against firearms laws against fucking whatever people are going to do the shit regardless yeah. they don't they don't give a shit about the sentence they don't give a shit about the fucking law they're going to do it regardless so i mean That's if right. they're going to if they're going to do it you know, I mean, that's, I'm kind of with you, man. Like, you know, it, at least give them a means to where they're going to use, you know, clean fucking shit, safe practices. They're not stashing shit. They're not throwing it on mm-hmm. the ground so people can stick themselves with it. These fuckers are ripping copper out of the walls. Give them an easier method to make a few bucks. Yeah. Right. Ripping plumbing out of your wall for liquor money is fucked. No, it's not bucks. <laughs> But yeah, I'm, I'm not going to have uh, water, but hey, <laughs> who needs water? You're going to the bathroom in the backyard in that hole you dug. Oh, you, you got know? piss jugs. <laughs> piss jugs. The way the road, bubs. The way the road. Oh, man. Patrick Swayze uses illegal parts at his trains. I love how they had to <laughs> to put the disclaimer on the Swayze episodes that how he was uh, in no way involved with uh, anything. <laughs> I wonder if you, like his people filed a lawsuit. Sebastian Bach was fucking involved though because he's goddamn awesome. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He he unironically is a just fucking cool ass dude. dude. Don't well, you I know, know that nobody likes bullies like you? Swear he I know I'm not supposed to cuss tonight, but there's a lot of green fucking trains here in Bangor. <laughs> <laughs> the best man, one of the best ways to uh, win some like cult, you know, like cult movies or cult TV, some cult credit. That crowd is to appear on the fucking trailer park oh, boys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there you see a solid individual with those fucking degenerates. Somebody fucking ash on it, ash oil, or honey oil, or whatever the fuck. <laughs> They're hashes. The hash driveway. 
<laughs> if nobody out there has ever watched Trailer Park Boys, do yourself a fucking favor and binge watch all of it like six times. Yeah. Oh God, it will make it You'll will make living new. in a trailer park appealing. I swear to God, every time I watch yeah. a lot of it, like oh, I could live in a trailer park, that'd be all right. And you'll catch something new every time you watch uh, an episode. I do, you know. I, catch I got something to, new almost every. I time. got to catch their crew live in Albany a few years ago, and the the whole everybody was there. Um, it was fucking amazing. And afterwards, at the bar, I was I, I was at the bar right next to Randy, but I didn't want to like. <laughs> Randy, he was hitting on a girl. I didn't want to interrupt him, so I was just standing there with my girlfriend. I was like, "That's fucking Randy." Just <laughs> I was standing right next to him. Um, that was a good time. They put on a hell of a show, man, and their audience is so drunk. I was like <laughs> me. I was the most sober person in the entire fucking theater. It was just the people they brought up on stage to interact were like irresponsibly drunk. Some some like smash girl grabbed Leahy's beard. He was dressed up as Santa and it was like hooked around his ears, but not on uh, you know, elastics or anything. It was, there were wires and she just grabbed his beard. You could see how much it physically hurt him. It's like, oh, God. <laughs> And he rolled with it. He's, oh man, that guy, amazing actor. No, he yeah. really is, man. Like, was. What? Yeah. yeah. yeah I was getting his... best drunk actor, dude. His he was sober. <laughs> He's yeah. the best yeah. drunk actor I've ever seen. Is it James yeah. Dun Dunsworth? John, uh, it's John, John Dunsworth. Dunsworth. John. John. Yeah. And uh, Sarah. Sarah is is his daughter. Daughter. Yeah. Yeah. She got bad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, man, like the first uh, four seasons. Um, they would look and, pretty and good. First, yeah, and first uh, <laughs> couple movies, you know, Countdown to Liquor Day. And, uh, I mean, she was uh, she was fit. And, yeah, she she blew up like a balloon. Yeah, she, <laughs> they all got she, fit. Trinity, she, too. Trinity, mm-hmm. too. Trinity. Yeah, she used to look good. And uh, I liked her pinup style. I really liked the rockabilly, like, yeah. kind of look. Pompadour. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there's not enough rockabilly around where i live as soon as i move down south i'm going to totally immerse myself in that culture that's not uh as uh prevalent as you would think yeah, yeah but it I exists mean, there's, there's well, groups i'll i'll say that I'll, I'll say this this much i'm a big rockabilly guy like i love i love the music i have just absurd amounts of fucking playlist of it and everything else and it, it was originally a Southern culture, you know, it, 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 is, a, it is a Southern music, but Oh yeah. I, you, you see that shit more on the West coast, dude, than you do here. Yeah, You really do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, and now the musicians, <laughs> they, they, they do live in the South, Tennessee, Georgia, Alabama. Arkansas, I have to go to Nashville. North Carolina. Or yeah. Um, you know, if anybody's, uh, Reverend fucking Horton Heat. Baby. Yeah, that's, that's who I was the gonna Rev. say. You need the to Rev. start out with uh, the Reverend Horton Heat. Um, Messer Chups. Oh man, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love. Oh man, yeah. I like surf rock a lot too. So yeah, me too. Uh, fucking Link Ray is a hillbilly moon explosion. Yeah, <laughs> do that too. Fucking hillbilly <laughs> moon explosion. The, uh, yeah. the the necromantics yeah yep. psychobilly yep. i fucking love mm-hmm. psychobilly too the meteors man the psychobilly yeah. freak out uh man and uh 
Yeah, I would say necromantics. Uh, I haven't listened to them in a long time. Daddy's making uh, monsters. <laughs> I heard um, Horton Heat on a movie the other day that I was watching. It was the older. Was movie. the Great White Hype? No, no. Um, they, <laughs> he was in that. <laughs> they walked into a. Uh, it was a scene, and they were walking into a club or a bar, and Horton Heat was playing over the uh, the, the, the speakers. Side and um uh, i was like oh crap now um boston boston market remember that restaurant yeah they used that song eat steak in eat one of their steak, commercials years ago you know <laughs> so uh, i thought that was they should have they should have used i'll teach you how to eat i'll teach you how to beat my meat but yeah if you're not into into rockabilly start out with horton heat and uh well unknown henson's another that uh he's a little eclectic you might want to wait a while yeah (laughs) well i mean horton Horton heat he kind of like is i would say he's more along the lines of like psychobilly yeah well it's like it's like 50 50 it's like well yeah he's got a he's got a big range yeah i don't know traditionally he's just rockabilly the look how his band styled um you know all the you know, art he, he was it just a sound, he was a sound guy he was traveling <laughs> was he? around doing sound sounds for uh bands and he was a guitarist and i think he had started filling in as a guitarist for one of the bands and then uh he started his own thing with uh jimbo and um I'm trying to think. You got guys. a friend in Jimbo. <laughs> I like the Jimbo song. J I M B O. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but uh Yeah. But I mean, Horton yeah, I'd, I'd agree, man. Reverend Horton Heat's a good place to start, but it's also a good place to finish. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Oh, I yeah. Still, yeah, I, yeah I, I'm still listening to the Reverend. <laughs> like uh he's just got so much discography and it, like it's good for the beginner and good for the advanced. I, yeah. I don't know. He's, Smoke them if you got them is a good uh, album. Um, he's a fucking amazing guitarist. He really is. Yeah. He's a fucking amazing no, guitarist. Oh yeah, yeah. He he is sick. And, yeah. Uh, Fuck it. Yeah. Yeah. Sick. And, and, you, <laughs> Look I mean, it up. If, see Rev. <laughs> if, if, if you talk about showmanship too. Um, yeah, he's he's got the whole fucking dude, thing locked down, dude. Oh yeah, it <laughs> is crazy. It's it's like um, a Jimi Hendrix meets God. I wouldn't even know who who even to to tie him in with. Jimmy's one of them with some of the stuff that he does because he burns guitars. Um, like the the bass player playing the stand up bass, he'll drop the bass down to the ground. And the Reverend jump up on top of it and play during the shows while he's laying on the ground playing the bass. Dude, it's it's crazy the stuff that they do on stage. Um, and they sound guy, like man. a uh, six piece band, and there's three of them. So, the ultimate showman, Reverend yeah. Horton Heat. Hey, fuck yeah, dude. <laughs> Gosh, it's fucking amazing. Everybody, go out and listen to the Rev. So, hey, okay. Uh, uh i don't know if he's listening tonight or not but uh of all people and this is actually the guy that introduced me to horton heat um we went to um there's a record store in charlotte huge place i can't think of the name of it off the top of my head but um we had went down to south charlotte and uh 
And he was basically like, oh, you, you gotta, gotta buy this CD right here. So I did. And, uh, I was not disappointed, but, uh, the guy I've talked about Scott Peterson, um, I've talked about him a few times on the show. Uh, hadn't saw him in years before I had moved from North Carolina, ran into him. He's the only person I ran into this weekend when I was down there. And, uh, Oops, sorry. he and I had a conversation, uh, about an hour hour long and everything and i was like yeah dude i actually uh, was talking about you on a podcast the other other day when i was talking about uh, that the girl mary um that it came down from connecticut that just had that kind of demonic presence and everything and he uh he said that they've actually texted back and forth a little bit and um mentally she's doing good now um she's you know she kind of realized what was going on in the era of her ways and things like that. And she's kind of cleaned her life up. So it seems like everything's going good. But like I said, you know, uh, dabbled in Satanism and things like that, man, there was just like a, uh, an extremely uneasy presence uh, with her. The, the night that I met her, her and one of her friends were traveling and uh, we ended up spending about six hours together in Charlotte, me, Scott, Mary, and uh, I think the girl's name was Courtney. But, yeah, it was just, uh, I don't know, man. It was uneasy, real uneasy being around her. But apparently she's uh, turned her life around for the better. So and Scott Ken seems Kniff, to be doing good, too. Ken Kniff from Connecticut. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, like, oh, honestly, man, some, some of – oh, yeah. My closest friends and best people in my life are, you know, recovering or recovered junkies. Um, they may be the best sorts of people. Good for her. Oh, no, 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 no. Not <laughs> drugs. Satanism. Oh, Satanism. Satanism. Yes. Satanism. 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 Sorry. Satanism's a hell of a drug. out at the beginning of that. <laughs> yeah. No, I man. Um, well, she, I, I do think that she was involved in drugs, but not like heavy but I do know Satanists yeah. and they're pretty heavy into drinking or drugs. Yeah. Yeah. But also uh, like they're, they're all right people too, but. Oh yeah. I think it's mostly cause they're not, they may not be that bright. <laughs> you know, they just, they, uh, yeah, like, I would agree. They, they have this idea of like self empowerment that they might be able to become something better than themselves. Mm -hmm. So you're oh, Yeah. I mean, Reverend Horton Heat's playing in Knoxville in October. Oh, shit. That'd be a <laughs> good show to go to, especially if it's around oh, Halloween. Especially if they don't have fucking mask or yeah. jab requirements. God, but, can you oh, imagine man. how it's greasy those those masks would be getting that uh is it, what's it called? <laughs> Pomade? The the oh, hair, right. uh, I was just thinking about shit. the amount of cocaine that would be lining the yeah. inside. See, that's the thing. Like, I, I remember talking about that lifestyle. Coke sneeze in your mask. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I remember talking about that lifestyle with uh, somebody, and uh, I said, "Yeah, I mean, like, uh, visually it looks good." I said, "But I can't live that fast pace, like working on motorcycles, walking around with uh, dark Levi's rolled up at the bottom, wearing boots with the." a white t-shirt with lucky yeah, stripes you gotta wear rolled boot up cuts in my sleeve, you wear boots. you know, but, uh, I'm bald too. So I'd have to grow out <laughs> big chops or something. Uh, cause I can't grow hair. I wouldn't be able to slick my hair back, but I said, just yeah, a big old tattoo yeah. on the top of your head. Mm -hmm. Grow out those, grow out them chops, man. You're, yeah, the, you'll be right the, there. 
the amount of cocaine that these guys are doing, um, even in my heyday, I don't think I'd have been able to keep up. Just give me a chance. it it depends on if it's the the stepped on garbage or oh man i live up north it's it's all even like the rocket fuel yeah is uh stepped on garbage it's yeah yeah it's hard you ain't never seen no fish scale yay yeah oh yeah no 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 i i i gotta get that ether base i've seen uh, some scales um but most of it man is just like by the time it gets up here yeah it's like punishment yeah <laughs> it's like punish myself they're spraying it down with uh ether and uh putting it between two steel plates and running over with a dump truck that's what you're getting no, i'm just wondering if it's even cocaine by the, well, I, <laughs> by the I, time it gets up here I don't know that I even trust it anymore because fuck, dude, they're lacing that shit with fentanyl too. Well, yeah, they're, but they're, like they're I, doing the meth up here with the fentanyl. And, Jesus uh, Christ, that's yeah. why would you? That's that's well, just complete the, opposite spectrums, dude. Well, well, so is coke too. It's like you're just trying to kill people. That's what I'm saying. It's a fucking yeah, weapon. It's not it's, a drug. It's a weapon. Well, no, these these black guys from Detroit that are doing oh. this. No, I'll, and I'll say it. That's, <laughs> they I'll are. Say, they are. I'm gonna say it. I'm well, gonna say. It. And and I'm not doing it to like to be racist, but there's two different worlds when it when it comes in to like the the white group of drug users and the black group of drug users. And I I, I don't mean this in a disrespectful way at all, but white drug users don't murder each other. Well, no, but no, I'm I'm just saying that the black Jesus guys. Christ, I know, right? Off yeah. of YouTube, hypothetically, Stop. that was a joke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't joke. No, I mean, let me make a serious point about sorry, about, sorry, about all this, what they're doing. I mean, but there there really is. There's two distinct groups when it comes to like whites and blacks and the drugs that they use and how they do it. Um, <clears throat> but these guys, they're just looking at it from a profit side, um, and they're putting the fentanyl into the meth in hopes that the meth is so strong that even because apparently I've, I've never in my life done meth, but from what people have told me, because I couldn't understand how smoking a drug like that, that lasts 12, 16, 24 hours. Sometimes I'm like, on your constitution. Well, I said, why do people keep smoking and smoking and smoking? And somebody explained it to me that it's like a roller coaster, even on it. Yeah. You, you will be, like high that long but you've got like euphoric ups and downs the entire way so when you start going down that's when you hit it again hoping that you'll peak back up but they say if you were just waited a little bit longer then you would have been fine but what these guys are doing they're looking at it from a business side trying to get customers coming coming back most of the people uh i mean they 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 may do both drugs but a lot of them don't mix them so they'll use or stay on their upper high for as long as they can, but then they'll, they'll go back and, and have their downers, you know, for, for a few days too. But, when they decide to sleep for fucking four yeah. days straight off uh-huh. the meth. Bench. Exactly. Well, I mean, you but, stay up for four to six days. But it depends, man. I mean, like I've done it before and that didn't happen to me. I wasn't up for days. Yeah. And it was, I don't know, mediocre. Yeah. Uh, it, like, I, I did fairly good stuff, um, but I was just so unimpressed. I didn't understand it, and I never bothered doing it again because it's just sort of shitty. <laughs> it's a shitty drug for shitty people. 
<laughs> I had no interest in it. It was like, oh, this doesn't do anything for me. But, well, <clears throat> no, but back to it. These guys, their whole business model is trying to get people that aren't doing the fentanyl to at least get it in their system. So when they start coming down, their body needs it because the shit's so strong. Right. So they're the trying to counteract. Yeah, they're trying to get new customers is right. what they're trying to do. So it's just a business ones. model. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> makes sense. Uh, yeah, 100%. It's a, it's a business model. And uh, the, the people business said of America is business. that if, if there is fentanyl in the crystal, that when it burns, it'll turn either a red or a brown. And that's typically how somebody would know if somebody's putting it in. Because I thought it was a crazy thing. And when I was working with recovering addicts, some of the honest people in the world, um, I was at the Day Report Center here in Raleigh County, which basically – people that are going through drug court um it's it's like a eight hour babysitting is what they would do but i you know i would do like counseling and stuff with them um there were times that people would say yeah i fucked up i smoked meth and they they were 100 percent honest about it they would tell tell me counselors the probation officer yeah i messed up but they would fight tooth and nail because fentanyl showed up in their system and they're like look i smoked meth but i have not done any fentanyl whatsoever and the probation officers never believed him and they would always come <laughs> pleading, pleading to me like look dude i didn't i swear i didn't do it and uh that's about the time that everybody figured out well these detroit guys that are causing so much issue here in raleigh county are the ones that are doing this they're they're throwing the uh the fentanyl in with the meth and uh that's when the all the talk about the color so watch when you smoke it it's too late i mean if it turns a certain color now you know you know what you've got but that that was the thing because i always thought it was a stupid thing too like why would you even waste any of the money on you know wasting the fentanyl um but apparently yeah, right. the, the fentanyl super super cheap too like you know, I guess by the time you're getting it from a wholesaler and then then cutting it down and stuff, it's uh, yeah, it's just it's super cheap. They can buy it in bulk, so it's. I'm telling you, I am so glad I'm out of the game. Like I, I've told y'all, you know, my thing was was just the straight pills, and I knew what I was getting there at the end when the tamper resistant pills came out. Some of the uh, pills uh were flooding the market that were coming from mexico or people were pressing their own and um so that was something they had to worry about but now this stuff you know you don't know what you're getting like you said especially somebody that's uh an intravenous user uh you know uh well i'll say this i, I don't think she'll be upset about it but uh sue's ex-sister-in-law she is somebody that died. Um, I can't remember how many years ago it was, maybe nine, 10 years ago. Um, didn't even uh, get the plunger halfway in. And uh, they found that was her. It? Yeah, Jeez. they found her and another girl. Um, I think it was uh, her boyfriend had walked in and found both of them after he had got off of work. But uh, lucky same, boy. <laughs> same thing yeah he uh he found them i think they were both shooting at the same time and uh both of them were dead plungers still half full of the dope I, it kills you that fast that fast know your That's dealer it. people and know who your dealer's getting it from yeah we're just you know <laughs> yeah. don't don't fucking don't do, do it. it yeah right don't do drugs <laughs> 
or you know if you do test the waters. like most Te- people <laughs> test the waters you know if you are an intravenous user um smoke a little bit of it forward and see how strong it <laughs> give is. a little to another junkie first so like hey try this <laughs> well i've i've even saw on drugs inc that you know there there are heroin dealers like up north heroin heroin in those heroin. areas that they have testers just for it oh yeah yeah they don't yeah. do it themselves and uh that's the happiest junkie for the rest of his oh, life yeah <laughs> but it's a, and even those junkies know that it's a dangerous it's a slippery slope because they might end up getting the fire you know they don't care not every, i mean every junkie yeah. that gets brought back from overdosing is just pissed off that you're ruining their high so, yeah i know I, mean, I know especially with the straight heroin users um yeah so like i said happy's junkie until the day he dies i don't know mm-hmm. man i you know <clears throat> i used to do a lot of fucking shit too and i don't i I just i never got to that kind of point you know where well, <laughs> like i like i said about dusty it's because he's a decent because you're a decent person too like yeah you never lost your humanity you were able to i mean juggle me, addiction with still being a person for me so, doing I mean, the shit that i did you know the pills, a little bit of fucking, you know, coke here and there, smoking a lot of weed, doing all the shit. I mean, getting drunk. It's always been more of a coping mechanism for just a shitty situation I've been in. Mm-hmm. And I just, I never really felt like it. Obviously, I was addicted to the stuff, you know, but it's like. Addicted to a good time. I never really <laughs> felt, I never really felt so much as like a, like a junkie though you know like where where i would have been like you know sucking dick for five dollars yeah alleyway or something no i mean you know i mean it's it that i always felt like and and this may sound like shitty or arrogant or whatever but it's like i always seen myself better than those type of people yeah wait wait till what i say I mean, I, but that's just kind of always, I like it, you know, I always just felt like I was kind of better than those fucking people, even though I was doing the drugs and doing the shit and it was around people that, that were kind of fucking junkie-ish, you know, it's like, I always felt like I was always semi in control, even though I was still addicted to it, you know, and I, that's, I mean, I've kept up a fairly unhealthy rec- recreational lifestyle, but I've been employed since I was 15 steadily and it's never impacted my life really at all like i've never given anything the reins other than myself and i don't know i like to have a good time and i don't want to stop (laughs) i could always look at somebody else and their situation and see that it was worse than mine and justify mine you know that that was always what i was able to do and i i don't think that i really really crossed over that line to where things were hundred percent out of control there the the last real like good run that i had um the last month of it was really bad i mean it was it was really really bad and i'll, I'll tell y'all about stuff off air i mean it's i mean stuff that i'm embarrassed to talk about um that i would share with y'all but yeah, uh, not with everybody. It ain't yeah. gay if, if it ain't gay if it's for pay, Dusty. Right, right. <laughs> no, no. I think we've made our point clear yeah. on that. <laughs> right. <laughs> nothing, nothing ever, ever to that extreme. But uh, I, I do know people um, that I can, I can look back at these people and know that they weren't even as bad as me, 
and they were doing some stuff like that, you know? So I think it, it all goes back to that justification though, on like, you know, where you draw the line in the sand, I guess, with your morality. And, uh, you know, I think a lot of it has to do with my upbringing in church. I mean, there's, there's stuff that I would and wouldn't do, you know, um, just from a moral aspect, but then there's some people that you know, morals are completely out the window. Um, so, you know, like I said, I could always, I could always find the flaws in other people to justify why sure. I was better than them. It's like you know? the Mormons with so, moral, yeah, and, moral right. relativism. Right. And, I, and I I'm mean, not I, saying that in a bad way and no. nor to you know, I mean, I understand it. I, I I'm agreeing with you on, but saying yeah. that like, personally, this is where I, how I justified it, I guess, or my mindset on it, that I was right there with you that, yeah, I always, I, I could find something that, okay, well, I'm, I'm better than them because of this, you know, I wouldn't stoop to that level, but it's they same. may look at me and be like, God, I wouldn't stoop to Potter's level there. Doing sucker, you know? holding so. the job. <laughs> I mean, it's all, it's yeah. all relativism, you know, and it's, it's sure. really at the end of the day, you're justifying something that really ain't justifiable and you're coming up with excuses to feel better yep. about yourself while you're doing it. And I mean, is a that, sin. Well, that, that kind of comparison though, I mean, that's what you're doing at the end of the day. You're, you're looking at like the worst of the worst and like, well, I fuck, I ain't like that guy. So I mean, I ain't, I ain't that fucking bad, you know? But I mean, yeah. at, at the end of the day, you're still, you know, you're still using shit. You're still leading a shitty life and there's not yeah. really any way to really justify it. You know, other you're just well, doing it. You're justifying it in your head to feel better about a problem. You know, as long as you're not negatively impacting anybody else. I mean, well, and that's you're probably that leading can, a decent life. I can look back, <laughs> and I I know I was negatively impacting my parents. You know, them having oh. to worry about me. Right. You know, so there, there's yeah. I mean, there's a lot of um, the, uh, just personal relationships, girlfriends that I've had um, that I've either lied to or or they they knew that I was in active addiction and, and doing. No, what so I was I've doing. never gone to that level, so. Yeah. relativistically i'm still okay <laughs> like, right right yeah so i mean i mean when we were both doing drugs some relationships went in crazy sure. directions oh, but yeah that was both of us that wasn't just me you know and it, it took some time um i don't think that i even now have you know 100 percent of my parents trust but i mean you know i think over the last six seven years that it's at least uh, they they know that I'm clean. They and they know that I'm I've been clean for years. Um and I, I think some of the things that I've done here in the last five years, especially like responsibility wise, that they they see, you know, you've well, earned a lot. Right, right. Yeah. You know, and I I think when my grandpa died, there was a lot of people that that were worried about me and falling back into it. And uh, but like I said, it's you had a house to take care of now. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, but you know, at, but at the same time, all yeah, all the responsibility that I had was gone. You know, like another human being was dependent on me to live, and uh, I mean, it fucked with me mentally. And I mean, I, well, I, I mean, still. It, 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 it's your, it was your anchor, you know, it was your anchor. Right, right, you know? yeah. yeah. So it's, okay, well, I 
immediately when he died, like that next day, um, you know, because, you know, he died uh, 1245-ish. They, they rolled him out of here, um, you know, 15 minutes before 6 that morning. And then mom had left 6.30-ish or so. I got into bed and somebody's knocking at my door at like 10 because they'd heard. So after, and that was my, my cousin Russell's mom. She, she is knocking at the door. But um, yeah, after she left, it, it just kind of hit me or clicked. And I'm like, all right, well, where do I go from here? Like, uh, you know, there's, there's obviously a divide in the road and, you know, I could, I can go either way. It's just, you know, like I've not been able to live my life for me at all, at all for the last two and a half years. Um, a little bit longer than that, but I was, I still had a little bit of freedoms to where, you know, there was times, uh, you know, when, but, you know, before those two and a half years, before like the Alzheimer's really got bad and, and he just couldn't be left alone for long periods of time that I could get out and, you know, uh, maybe have eight hours to myself and it not be an issue. But, uh, you know, that was kind of the extent of where I was at. So I looked back at an old relationship that I had, one of the first girls that things were serious between me and her. And I, I looked at her and her sister and how strict their parents had raised them um they didn't get to do anything when they were teenagers and both of them you know once it got to college and, and they were out on their own uh it was that carefree okay now's my time to shine attitude is what they had and uh that's immediately what i thought back to was how those two girls acted out after you know uh they got away from I won't say responsibility, but like Rum that. Springer. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So a lot like that, but that that's, uh, that's what my mind went to. And, and I, I put those, those two things together. And I was all like, you know, that this is kind of where my life is right now. It's not the same thing, but I mean, it's close enough to where, you know, one wrong decision and, you know, I'm, I'm down that, that road. So I just, uh, a mind over matter type thing i guess i decided well this is this is the path that i need to be on you know i mean it's a a path full of uh cons or or one that's got you know a few cons but a ton of pros in it so that's uh that's just where my mind went for me taxes and responsibility yeah yeah <laughs> but you know sort man, of I a think shit road <laughs> yeah you know, I think having having the podcast and you starting to work again and do things mm -hmm. like that, I mean, I, you know, those kind of things, you know, as, as much as, you know, in our average day, we want to talk about, you know, because I mean, I, I know I do. Like, I don't want to fucking go to work. I don't want to get up and get up mm -hmm. early in the morning. I'm a lazy that. shit. I want right. people to give me money for nothing. <laughs> I can be a useless, totally useless shit. But, uh, but that's, that hasn't been my life story. But at the same time, you know what I'm saying is those kind of routines, those kind of structures, I mean, mm. people kind of need, man. I mean, yeah, it's the only thing that's kept me you know, human, really. Well, I think a, I think a lot of people who do fall into addiction and stuff like that, it, you know, some of it, not all cases, obviously, there's 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 functional drug addicts that work all the time and do things like that. But 
there's a lot of people who you know they get they get in a depression they have a bunch of free time they may not be working they may not be focused oh, in yeah. a hobby or focused in an area and they replace that you know yeah, with, you're trying to with, fill with, a void with doing drugs yeah and uh particularly so gunshot wounds guess where i'm getting at you know is it's yeah. like you know you've been you've been sober for a long time now and even though I know the the thing with your grandfather dying, you know, is impactful for you, obviously. Um, you know, having these anchors, having the podcast, having the job, you know, having the responsibility. I mean, I think it's nothing but a benefit to you. You know, because oh, yeah. cause, cause it's not, you know, you're not you're not going to go oh, back. Fuck. You're not going to go back to, you know, something that's negative, a negative impact on your life when you've got a focus, when you've got somewhere to focus right. all that attention to instead of. Well, no, you know, and, and that's the thing, like me and you talked the day after it happened. I mean, I started the podcast, what, three days after he died, I think, or two days after. I think I started on a Tuesday, actually. Yeah, it was pretty so. quick. Yeah, and he died Sunday morning, early Sunday morning. So I think that no, you and I talked Monday, and uh, I came on the next night for the, for the first show. But uh, yeah, that was that was something that like I, I didn't have to. I didn't tell you. Well, let me think about it. So I mean, it was it was a quick in my mind all right, I, I need to have structure and fill my time with something. So that's, or yeah, I'll, I'll do it. So that was uh, kind of the, you know, where, where I was at with that, I guess. And so, most I mean, of our decisions have been either immediate or less than <laughs> yeah, 24 yeah, hours. Yeah. Of thought. I mean, how long did yeah. it take me to come around from absolutely no discussion about Go, doing webcam stuff to all right you guys are right like yeah no it was uh, 16 hours a, <laughs> maybe a friday night or a saturday night conversation and then i was like I was no no that. absolutely not absolutely not yeah. that's nothing yeah. i'm interested in doing and then i thought about it i was like fuck they're right i think we make a lot of rash decisions on this <laughs> no, show yeah, they, turn, they turn yeah. out for the better so <laughs> yeah i mean it's like flip a coin and whether mm -hmm. they're drunken rash decisions but <laughs> That's usually that's usually what's fueling it. Uh, it yeah. It's it's. Hey, fueling... we've made some good choices. <laughs> yeah, all our choices got us here. I, I like where we are right now. So. And honestly, Dusty, um, and I just I, spilled I beer mean, all over my feet. Jesus. <laughs> but honestly, though, Dusty, you know, I think, uh, you know, I, I think, you know, me and Hammer stumbled into a good thing with the idea of doing this show, and I mean, both of us were in a depressive slump. And, yeah. <laughs> and just feeling <laughs> shitty about modern society and all the mm -hmm. things uh, that were going on like, and it was a way for us to vent and a way yeah. for us to have a creative outlet and you know bringing you on um i just think it you know it it benefited us in 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 such a huge way because i i don't yeah, think totally i don't think right now we would have the production quality i mean oh, yeah. you know I don't think we would have with, with the webcam. I don't think we would have bitching up, about shit. Upgraded, <laughs> you know, uh, to to better sound and better thing. I mean, you know, it's like we 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 gained so much, you know, from that simple question of, "Hey, do you want to come on this show?" You know, right, I mean, right. I I feel like it, it was just a it was it was a complete game changer for us. Um, you know, and I and I honestly I'll be forever grateful. 
because uh, <laughs> you've added so much, man. And uh, uh, so much. <laughs> I, I agree. I mean, you know, no, 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 over. no, no, no homo. Um, no homo. You've added so much. But I mean, you yeah, filled yeah. him up. I think is what he's trying to say. Right. Jesus Christ, man. <laughs> You need to lay off that fucking bourbon for a little bit. Ah, oh, that was funny, and you know it. <laughs> um, but no, man. I mean, you know, you you have added a lot to the show, and uh, I know most I of agree. our audience. I agree. Most of our audience. I mean, in reality, come here for you, dude. And, uh, <laughs> okay, bend over more. <laughs> well, no, uh, like I, I've said, man. All three of us have uh have our strength. And you know, I mean, our, our strong suits or whatever. So I mean, it just uh, it's, it it's works more than out. that. Man. I mean, we function well together. You get the yeah, th- yeah. three people that like can work together is rare. Oh yeah, um, yeah. And it's not every day people can just talk about nothing for two yeah. three hours. <laughs> yeah. Like, How much prep did we do for this show? The yeah, show's no, name, the show the fucking show's name piss, and we showed up twenty minutes late. I mean, <laughs> yeah, that, that should tell you, like. <laughs> We can launch uh, in the shit and make it make it seem somewhat decent, uh, at least in my opinion. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah, it's a, yeah. This is it's good stuff. It's well, good and the stuff. thing too, man. There's so many other shows out there right now that are that are covering. Uh, you want to talk about COVID? No, no. no well, I'm just no, saying no, 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 shit. I fucked up the algorithm. <laughs> No, it's Divic ninety one. It's Divic Divic ninety one. Divic ninety one. I fucked it up. No, but you know they're covering the serious stuff every day you know but it's, it's too it's heavy really, man it, it really it, is it, it it's got to the point especially since the um yesterday when uh or was it today no it's yes yesterday when they did the uh fda approval right or, <laughs> or the, the fake fda approval yeah the fake <laughs> oh, and, and i would say you remember when i uh was talking about uh aspartame um aspartame or aspartame yeah aspartame it was donald rumsfeld right 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 yeah politician that uh and you see what a wonderful stock in the company or he was on the board or something he was he was he was on the board or i think there was monetary gain in it as well this is what you vote for people this is what you vote for and that's what people don't get and and i won't get on to even really talking about this topic because everybody's covering it right now and it's yeah it is what it is you know we i knew it was going to happen it was inevitable it's just when um and i'm kind of i'm not saying that i'm glad that it happened but at least there's uh, a lot of pages that over the next couple weeks will be dissected and anything negative that are in those will get brought to light but it's going to be people like the last American vagabond and, and um, Dell big tree that are doing it, that they already look at as quacks and conspiracy theorists. And there's not going to be any validity to any of the truths that they're saying. So, I mean, we've got that going for us. Dude, the last American vagabond has been fucking straight up about all this shit Dude, this entire time. Yes. He, that guy, he Ryan. deserves more credit than Pulitzer. Yeah. If the Pulitzer was honest, yeah, that motherfucker, because the work he's done during the past year, two mm-hmm. fuck, we almost said two years, year and a half, whatever the fuck, yeah. this nonsense, the mm-hmm. fucking great reset bullshit. This is oh god, the end game is so intolerable. Yeah, 
Well, he's been talking <laughs> about this jab and, and the sickness and all that going around. Uh, I kind of felt like it was a little bit refreshing. One of the episodes I listened to the other day, the first uh, 28 minutes, I think he was talking about Afghanistan, you know, and I was like, ha, <laughs> ah, this is back to what he was doing, you know. But Imagine being it, him though, focusing on the oh, ship for dude. this long, dude. We get we get Ooh. fucking worn out on it real yeah. fast. And he's doing he's, by himself multiple hours a day. Yeah. Well, no. How many times he did the show? Three, three a week, I think. It's, you know, either way, man. Either, the yeah, work but, he's putting in. Yeah, it's it's geez. insane what he's doing. But so luckily, I do think I think that there's going to be some uh, mandates that are coming soon. But the thing is. Uh, like I was trying to say a few weeks back with uh, the aspartame thing in Rumsfeld about how the FDA actually works. These people are like, oh, oh, it's FDA approved now. What excuse do you have? It's like um, the I CDC have... recommends. It's You're like, right. what the fuck do I care? I like, uh, <laughs> I like, I like Charlie Robinson's words uh -huh. for the FDA, the Fraud and Death Administration. Yes, yeah, exactly. <laughs> dude. What they're Speaking... doing with mandating this just toxic? Mm -hmm. Oh God. Yeah. I'm not even going to finish that sentence because we're back on YouTube. Uh, people I, know I, what I'm talking about. Charlie, uh, you know, everybody knows Charlie's uh, geared up, looking forward to the show with us Sunday. It's and, fucking uh, awesome. Charlie Robinson yeah, on and, this fucking mm -hmm. show. This he, nothing of a show. <laughs> he said um, basically he could be ready to go over topics with us or just uh, – have a show like this you know anyway well, i'd like to i'd it. like to he's, talk to him before ready. the show yeah, starts yeah i think, we, I I think we, yeah we, the, need, to get, we need to get it like a, an hour or so before oh just, that's well, a, that's a lot i, I take five minutes with him yeah i mean I, we roll I into him, stuff pretty quick so yeah. we just but like oh god I told him, like i'm like honored I, I told <laughs> him, uh, we'll have a little bit for setup just on pre-show but um I don't know how long we have him. Hopefully, he'll stick around for two hours. Um, I, know, that'd, I that'd take nice, ten minutes. <laughs> yeah, if we, we get an hour with him, whatever. But he said he's got the book coming out. Um, Charlie's actually the one uh, that reminded me because he had uh, made a Twitter post uh, yesterday that was talking about the FDA, and uh, that's what I, I was like. Yeah, I think it was you because he was talking about how corrupt they are and like you know he don't see any validity and okay so they approved it so no, what? how many what are the side effects of all their approved yeah. drugs well, <laughs> it's fucking ridiculous all the Bandcamp. antidepressants yeah yeah opioids the killed they did they, they approved so. all of this it's yeah, the fraud it's, and death uh, administration they, yeah fucking a right well <laughs> it's, it's not a drug it's a weapon i think it was uh his twitter feed too maybe that people were talking about or maybe in him talking about just uh basically the the big pharmaceutical companies are the ones that fund the majority of the the studies that go to the fda yeah themselves. yeah so, well they, they are responsible for doing their own safety yeah, tests exactly too. yeah so it's like oh no no the jabs don't cause the odd or the you know the tisms <laughs> no correct no yeah. correlation at all no the connection problem, people people you know with this 24-hour news cycle that we have people forget um <laughs> oh really any, well any of the arguments that we would have had uh six months ago even a month ago are just going to be out the out the door because with these papers that are coming out we're going to be able to be like see look 
This is what we were telling you, but that's already old news. They think that they've debunked it, but now that it becomes true, oh well, it's, it don't matter it's because they approved. It's it. rebunked. Yeah. I'm rebunking this shit. Yeah, so you know that's that's the issue. Um, this has been just a, a divide and conquer, um, massive power grab. A hundred percent power grab. It's it's been well thought out. It's been planned. Um, Fuck yeah, it's I, been thought out. Spars, baby. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, it's been yeah. thought out for probably a hundred years before that, if not longer. Don't but don't the, underestimate the planning. The problem but, is, like I said, the 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 news cycle and yeah. people's attention span now is free will is the problem. Yeah, I think it, that's the it, wall they keep it, running into because like the fuck you spirit of America that was instilled in our, you know, exception or uh, whatever the fuck <laughs> um, still lives on uh, inception. There we go. Um, the, the fuck you spirit of America may very well carry us through this, through this. And that's the hope that I hold on to is that it's like, fuck you shoot me. Should, that should be the last, the last words people that people have ready (laughs) maybe not have to use but fuck you shoot me you know that's the american spirit right there (laughs) i mean hopefully that will carry us through this nonsense because it's gonna fucking come down to it well i think it, it ultimately boils down to everybody's waiting for the first person to stand up and do something and nobody's willing to do it you know, people well, i feel like people have already stand up shots have already been fired but th- there's like these hurdles and you see people who do stand up or people who like stand or start to stand up and they're facing life in prison that's what i was going to say doing Look, nothing like we've talked about january 6th a million right. times and, and that's not event that is the problem and and the fbi even came out and said yeah. it was a scant event <laughs> that it was not planned that there was scant evidence that it was it was a planned or an orchestrated we, event. We couldn't fake enough evidence to make yeah. this convincing. Well, no, I don't think it it, <laughs> it was uh, coming down to faking. I think that it was just like the um, the other case with the governor that there were people that were infiltrated, or, they, or they're the right, ones right. that instigated and started the things. And I wonder I if they run into situations that they couldn't so cover it up. The whole group that they arrest. It's just completely feds. They're all like right. FBI informants. Like, you know, I didn't even know with with the other case that we got pinged on. I think um, for that episode, uh, the the, the, the San Diego, yeah, Gretchen yeah. San Diego episode. No, I don't even say her name. <laughs> oh. But it uh, Garfield San Diego. They they were saying that they were it's a fat cat. They were uh, supporters of. Uh, old orange man and it turns right. out no they, were, no, they, they weren't. weren't that <laughs> they, they weren't had multiple social media posts that were talking junk about him and they even they had Bernie posters Bros. and stuff yeah up on their walls that were, yeah that were, we do that right away yeah, like the and, internet do that immediately yeah it's so like okay you can't even uh investigate enough to find out that the group of people that you're infiltrating ain't even the the, the people that you think that they are you know? the supply so, does not meet the demand exactly. like they have to stretch their <laughs> shit so far yeah to make a story it's ridiculous they, they're, but, I mean, they're inventing people they're inventing mo- mm-hmm. uh, like movements it's like this shit just doesn't exist it's just a, like a, a bunch of pissed off patriots that's who they're trying to go after 
who like abide the law for the most part and are completely constitutional. It's really hard to actually get those people. But uh, Dusty, on your on your point about like waiting for people to stand up, I I kind of dived into that a little bit on the uh, legit bat, you know, the other night. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I mean, my whole thing is is like, there's plenty of people doing that, you know. There's plenty of people just waiting. I mean, because like why? Okay, like why would you want to be the lone guy who's seen as a radical yeah, that, that, that's going to that's what you're going to be federal prison forever. You know, I mean, why, you know, why would you want to give up your, you know, why do we all daily conveniences? Because, I mean, the whole point and I was hug making. And sweaters. <laughs> I mean, the whole point I was making, though, is it's like, you know, uh, a lot of people who want to talk out or, you know, step up in, in any fashion. I mean, they're the people like us who are, you know, going to get canceled off of platforms. We're going to get denied yeah. our payment. You know, when, when, uh, you know. Things like social credit score, which in my opinion inevitably is going to get implemented in the U.S., uh, hits. Well, it, it's all there. They're ready for it. Well, they just need the acceptance level. But people like us, you know, I mean, we're we we go and talk out on a show like this. Um, you know, yeah. we're are are all of a sudden our bank accounts going to be frozen by the federal mm-hmm. government? You know, all the, all the this and that. People aren't going to want to deal with those inconveniences, man. So you're yeah. going to see a lack of... And until people are just completely oppressed as can possibly be, uh, you're not going to see people be that, that first guy to stand up because they know the only thing that, 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 that you know they have to gain from it is nothing. They're going to prison they're, or they're going to be in a situation, like I was saying, where their bank account's going to be frozen all of a sudden or... You know, they're not going to be allowed to do this or do that or own this or own that or, you know, I mean, it's just there's not an incentive. There's not enough incentive like I like people aren't. I mean, we're definitely living in a time where shit's not as good as it could be, but the it's not so still high. But yeah, the comfort level is so high still, you know, it's not to hot the point water where, flushing toilets, king size beds. Yeah, it's, still not living the, there. it's not to the point yet where people are are suffering real, real bad here. So they're not willing to, to even though the lack of talk, you know, speaking out on a situation is what allows it to accelerate to a point where you are going to have to, you know, get to that point uh, later on. You know, it's just not to the point yet where people are hurting bad enough where they're, they're, they're going to want to mm. fucking risk any of this shit, man. And yeah. I mean, in a way, I don't blame them because... Uh, hell, I mean, you know, something as simple as the uh, January 6th insurrection. You know, these people are... Ten times worse than 9-11. I mean, these people are going fucking 15, 20 years in a federal penitentiary, dude. And they didn't really do shit. And people see that around the country. They're not going to be too apt to do that. Because there's not too many people who want to spend 15 to 20 years in a federal yeah. penitentiary. You know, I'm not going to roll up to some anti-mask protest now because I just, I mean, I've seen the boot come down on people. <laughs> I have no interest in getting it. They're like, oh, it doesn't matter how many of you there are. They'll still fucking come get you. Like, I know a guy who was down there and he was getting calls from the FBI for weeks. He was just at the fucking Trump speech. He didn't do anything other than that. But you're still getting calls from the FBI. They're, they're, they're coming after everybody. That's it's why I ridiculous. always say, man. I avoid any of these events because they're yeah. they're they're glow ops. Like <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was like our avoidance of like coming together in some mass movement. 
you get 10 guys in a room eight of them are feds it's, yeah, well, <laughs> that's how it's gonna play out it's like we were talking about on legit bat too like yeah yeah you yeah. know they're all talking about oh yeah go to these events go to go go hang out at this fucking get together it's like nope uh, the first thought I have in my head anytime someone wants to come with some homegrown organic fucking movement, I'm thinking it's not quite homegrown other than maybe it was grown in a in a fed-op lab in the fucking yeah, war right. room somewhere, you know? Yeah. Like, <clears throat> it's all yeah, part of the info war. If I haven't known you for at least a decade, <laughs> don't come to me with it, you know? <laughs> Fuck uh, no, dude. That's how I, I mean, just... Don't you guys, we haven't known each other for all that long, but I like our. I feel like our experiences together have been fairly honest and sort of detached from. You know, the origins are totally detached from where we are now. Yeah, but that's how um, they get you, dude. Now, fuck, you can know someone for a couple of years, and they you never so you motherfuckers are feds. Yeah. <laughs> Is that what yeah, you're telling me? I, I told you I work for the government. I didn't say what. So how do you guys feel about kidnapping? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, well, both of us actually work for the government. Yeah, right. Both of you guys do work for the fucking government. <laughs> oh, I'm fucked. <laughs> that's the that's the ratio. That's the ratio. You ever thought about doing a kidnapping, Hammer? <laughs> Dude, I'm so lazy. You can't you couldn't get me out of bed for more than to go to work. You know, I mean, back to the point though about <clears throat> nobody standing up to do anything. I. I really think that with with the the media machine, the propaganda and everything that's going on and the way that they will downplay a lot of things that people really don't think that it is as bad as it really is. And most of the left thinks the economy they, is okay. Uh, yeah, that's what I'm saying. That yeah, yeah it's exactly. like totally so, brainwashed. Yeah, it's it's gonna be in hindsight. That people look back. And oh, that's like, what was happening. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> that's when we should have stood up. You know, told you. But then again, it goes back to what I was saying about the twenty-four hour news cycle, and I can just, you know, a year ago, all of us were saying, "All right, well, they're going to be they're going to be pushing mandates. Just watch." And the left was saying, "Nope, you're you're all crazy, and it'll never happen." And now here, all of them that were saying that we're crazy are the ones that are pushing for it, even though. They thought we were conspiracy theorists, but they still didn't think that it would happen, ever happen. And they weren't pushing for it then. So, you know, you we're damned if we do and damned if we don't. Um, it was just, I'm not going to be taken out of my house and I'm not going to be forced to do anything What I'm morally objectionable to. The, the things that are happen, happening now in Sydney and just Australia, well, Australia is crazy. General. Yeah, with uh, the the FEMA type camp that's supposed to be finished by 2022, uh, coming to a the, state near you soon. Yep. Mm -hmm. Well, and you know that really, you want to talk about uh, Jade Helm, you know, and and right uh, the WalMarts. Yeah, uh, yeah. The stuff with that. Now, I mean, I know there's a lot of oh, this was debunked and this was just this. No, and this and there's this. guard towers. You know it's all it all ties in with what's going on now it's uh, been know, fucking rebunked in my opinion <laughs> yeah. was it, that's what norman and i were talking about before the show like i was talking about that i, I was raised around these all these ex-radical hippie lefties who at it was under the obama administration they became complete state loyalists mm-hmm 
it was like this massive brainwashing program but, but i was paying attention so like i mean that, that i voted for obama the first time i'll admit to that much but then i paid attention to what i actually did and when he didn't deliver on anything he ever said ever i mean even it was only like a month and a half i completely lost faith in the system because mm -hmm. like i was uh how old was i i don't what year is 2008 um might have been 20 yeah no no it was eight 2008 22 yeah. either way um uh, it's just because that's when I started paying attention because like I voted for this guy and he won. So I thought my vote meant something. So I was actually paying attention to what he had uh, accomplished. And it was, you know, negative. He, he, he accomplished negative goals. And it just that's that's when I really lost faith, lost faith. I, I also realized the Nobel Peace Prize was a large piece of shit. Yeah, that was such a dude. It was like I, re I remember when that happened. I was like, wait, what? He didn't do anything. And then I was like, oh, it's because he's, he's, he's not all those, white. Ask all those Middle Eastern <laughs> families how peaceful it was when their child was in. Yeah, there's fucking there's drone drone bombing programs are fucking amazing. Let's let's dehumanize war. <laughs> You'll never have to end it. It's it's if like one a side does like a video game now, guys. Yeah. <laughs> you could just shoot all these people. Look, they're just white outlines. Yeah, you're in a strip mall in Arizona. <laughs> you're flying a drone around for twenty hours. I mean, there's like um, there, that's drones to me are crazy because it's like, sure, it helps our boys. You know, it's like it it's it keeps them out of the line of fire, but it really oh, better than our guys dying. But what you said is 110%. It it dehumanizes war. If I get in a knife fight with somebody, it's fucking personal. I'm I'm yeah. you know, yeah. you know it, it it's like, you know, I'm I'm right up, you know, a couple feet away from them, we're struggling, we're fighting, you know, the visceralness of it, the realness of it is there. And you're you gotta experiencing keep, You got to be committed. It. You got to believe in what you're doing. If I'm a hundred miles away looking at a computer screen, fuck that eight thousand miles away. You don't you know, give a shit. I don't. Yeah, it's like I don't. I don't. You're not gonna feel the same way about your actions. You know, if if you're having to, I and you know, God forbid, I ever get in a situation where I have to use my concealed carry or I have to, you know, kill anybody or fight anybody or do anything. I've went a long time in my life without having to do any kind of physical conflict with anybody, and I like it that way. I I don't like that shit, you know. Not, I'm not it's not pussy, but it's like it. There's no, re in my opinion, there's no reason for it. A lot of that shit's ego, and you can walk away from it. For but sure. you know, when it comes to war, there's things you got to do sometimes, and I think. A lot of people would be more opposed to war, and a lot of soldiers even would be, uh, you know, opposed to it in a sense. A lot of and, soldiers and, are and, opposed to war. <laughs> I, they are, yeah. But I mean, I think you know when you when you talk about voting and and all this other kind of shit, which largely we see nowadays is bullshit. And I'm not going to go into the reasons because I don't feel like being kicked off of YouTube, considering that's the reason we had a strike before. <laughs> Um, unbelievable <laughs> unbelievable but uh you know it's like there's a part of war and there's a part of any kind of conflict or any kind of combat where it's like the personal aspect about it makes you have a point of introspection where it's like 
am I doing this for legitimate reasons? You know, what did, did I get in this conflict for self-defense or did I get into it for ego or did I get into it for malice? You know, did you, I, did, did I, did I kill this fucking guy in a third world shithole for the right reasons? Or, you know, am I just, you know, being, just part, of the, the, being part of an, a, an industrial complex that's, uh, profiting off of this you know and i mean i I think these kind of things seeing this kind of shit gives those fucking people in the job in the profession the perspective and when you look at things like drone striking people from thousands of miles away it looks just like it looks just like fucking call of duty and you don't think about You you don't think about the guy the digital pixel you're killing in call of duty it doesn't affect you on a personal level because it's like a video game well it's 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 a it's a modern version of what they did with uh terminologies like uh crowds um dehumanize the enemy yeah it's 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 just a modern way to dehumanize them that's it i mean all the all the put put them on the screen and it's a game all that racist terminology, or racist, whatever, ethnic terminology that came, but like ragheads or whatever the fuck, mm-hmm. that all came out of the military. Yeah, it was yeah. all spread throughout the ranks. Mm-hmm. But you look at just look at the, the the percentage of shooters in wars, like World War II was still only twenty percent of soldiers shot their weapons, and in Vietnam it it was like ninety something percent. But even then most of those guys were shooting over the heads of the enemy yeah they, they like there yeah. were there wasn't that that, there, that there urge a, to kill yeah that's the it's thing like, they, they had to literally train people to kill they did not it's it is against our nature yeah it's not to want to harm somebody yeah else. You, there's you an innate there's an innate yeah. moral morality in human yeah, they, beings yeah. unless you're you don't flawed, want to take human life yeah unless you're flawed like if you're a psychopath or something or a sociopath and you have no feelings the average human being does not crave conflict in a physical sense. You know, we don't no, want to kill people. Most people avoid conflict. Um, and I think the dehumanization is, it, you know, it's a brainwashing campaign. You know, you if you can dehumanize the enemy, you just you don't you don't care. You know, it's like you have no problem with going into the village and burning yeah. all their houses down and raping the yeah, women right. and killing them, and you don't have no problem with you know, just shooting these fucking people up because, you know, they're just this dirty, you know, expletive, expletive. You know, I mean, it, it, there's they're, they're just, you know, this dehumanized thing to you. And it's an ingenious way to make soldiers do your bidding by by brainwashing them to dehumanize people. But it's uh, I think it's very dangerous for humanity to do such a thing because I mean, it's in reality, anti-humanity. I mean, in reality, I think a majority of soldiers, if they didn't go through this kind of, um, you know, dehumanization, brainwashing to an extent, would be extremely opposed to half the shit that they're told to do. And that's not to say that a lot of them don't anyways. Like, I mean, I have friends who served overseas in the Middle East, you know, who have been in, uh, you know, armed conflict, who have killed people. And they live with it every day, and they're not the same people anymore. And it affects them in a in a deeper level than most people ever know. And and then they come home and they're hated by people too because yeah, they did that it. shit that shit has always pissed me off. Oh, back to Vietnam, like the soldiers getting spit on when they come home. It's fucking useless hippie commies. 
it I mean, was if, that's such a oh god it's just deplorable and i mean you can look at it a bunch of ways but the way i see it i come from a military family you know i, I i've had family who's in who's been in conflict you know i've had family who just served you know fairly easy you know time and you know it's it's never it it's a hard thing because you know be right back in the patriotic sense of things you know i i i support the military you know i come from a military family like i i see i see the the effects you know i i I know what the guys go through um and I, i it's hard to say this but it's like i think the biggest victims in all this shit is the soldiers themselves you know i mean sure you can look at the uh the people they killed, the lives they ruined, you know, essentially look at it that way, uh, uh, you know, during a conflict. But at the same time, these they, a lot of these kids go into the military for the idea that they're doing something patriotic. They're doing something to help their country. You know, maybe they're trying to better their lives, give themselves some more structure. They come from a broken home. Uh, maybe they want some college education or whatever. And then they're forced into a situation where they have mm-hmm. to, to do stuff that uh, they, they normally wouldn't do. And I think at the end of the day, if you if you look at it in an objective standpoint, uh, you know, these kids who are made to do this shit are the true victims of all this shit, you know? Oh, I mean? yeah, I, I agree 100%. Uh, 100%. Um, before I forget about it, <clears throat> since we have talked about the Bechtel family, no Rodriguez had... Uh, over in the whiskey beer and uh, conspiracies discord, I guess he came across a, um, a thread that, uh, myself and, uh, liquid climax who's over there. I think she's uh, one of our first subscribers actually, where we were talking about the Beckville family, but, uh, Noel had messaged, uh, or well, uh, tagged me in a post, but he was, he said, Hey man, I missed this talk about the Beckville family. He's like worth over eight billion today, and the first privately owned uh, U.S. company to get approval to build in China. Certainly not an easy thing to do. I'm interested in what you know about him. And uh, he and I, we talked uh, a little bit in private last night, you know, just back and forth. And I kind of told him where we were going with it and about the summit back to reserve and how, you know, I, I think it may be an underground bunker for like the new Greenbrier, things like that. But, uh, he seems to be he, he was in the chat just a few minutes ago I, th- I think he's still listening but he uh the Bechtel family is somebody that's uh also piqued his interest and he's starting to do a dive into them good and, uh yeah so I mean maybe I'm gonna share some notes and uh well maybe hey man I mean if we're getting down to it if they got interest in it why don't we have whiskey beer and conspiracies come on let's do a fucking... well no I'm not I I don't think Noel is with them. I think Noel has his own thing. He'll have to correct me on that because I know he's been a guest on their show or I've saw had episodes where they're like, Oh, with Noel Rodriguez. So, uh, you know, have to forgive me for not being, yeah. I mean, there's just so many people in this community. It's hard to, like, you know, there's 4 sure, million of us podcasters. Yeah, well, no, yeah. He and I, I mean, we'll, we'll talk some more about it and I'll, I'll get some more background on him. But, um, but yeah, I mean, you know, he's he's in the podcast community, so I mean, he's there. But yeah, I mean, he's uh, well, hell digging into this be. stuff too. And I mean, I'm I'm 
glad right. that he even came across that thread because my god it was so long ago that we were talking about it um yeah in discord great. like that and that's whiskey great. beer and conspiracies have a ton of uh activity uh in their discord so so yeah man i'm uh all right fuck we can get him on i mean it don't it don't make yeah it yeah, yeah i mean me, yeah uh no i'll send you a uh invite to our discord here in just a minute oh the, yeah, yeah he's in the yeah yeah he's in the he's chat, in the chat now, so so i'll i'll uh get him over there with us and that way you know he's he's got direct access to all of us so yeah i mean i'd, I'd fuck i'd be happy to do a joint show i mean because we touched on that stuff before and i mean really guys you know the reality yeah. of the situation is is that um me specifically uh i really wanted to do some topical shows i mean i did you know uh uh get my journalistic uh, itch scratched if you will um, i went to school for you know looking in the uh, art of journalism which is dead nowadays <laughs> <laughs> but uh it's like dead to a negative level you know i i love dead I love to the detriment of everybody alive i love researching i love exposing shit you know i love real true journalism you know, and uh, one of the reasons that I wanted to do these topical shows was to do a deep, informative dive on things that people didn't know about. You know, I mean, th topics that people may have heard or brushed across. And, uh, you know, Dusty came to me with the Bechtel family stuff, which I I'd never heard of, you know. Um, I actually, honestly, I hadn't either. <laughs> that was the first time I'd ever heard of the Bechtel family. And I mean, it's a topic that intrigues the fucking hell out of me too, because oh, it's like, no, if you and I haven't heard of something, imagine like the percentage of people who haven't heard of something. Oh, exactly. Most of them, we're we're in like the point oh one percent of stuff. And I mean, we're not like an authority on nothing, but no, I mean, it's, it's like... just we're conspiracy theorists. <laughs> 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 Spend years at it. But I mean, it's it's one of those topics that for me, when I started to look into it. And when Dusty started sending me, you know, Google map images of very odd things and, yeah. you know, giving me some background on it. I mean, the fact that they're involved in Boy Scouts of America, the fact that they're involved with Halliburton and rebuilding stuff and, you know, yeah, there's nothing uh, there. Iraq, <laughs> and uh, the, the fact that they had, you know, construction uh, contracts for the White House and, you know, the fact that they... We're involved with Halliburton. Yeah, Hurricane with, uh, Katrina. The double the 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 trailers they were double charging for those uh, trailers that were housing people in that were full of um, that drywall or asbestos or whatever it was that was uh, black mold or some yeah, shit. Toxic Chinese. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's there's a legitimate reason for us to visit this topic. I think, and while I think we probably won't bring back specifically topical shows just because, I mean, if I'm being honest with you guys, we, we just, I mean, we didn't have the demand for it. Um, no, you know, it's also know, not, I mean, it's really not our, you know, bailiwick. I mean, our element, I guess. Yeah. I mean, the three you know, of us operating together. I think a lot of people tune into our show for the off the top, off the cuff, 
uh, random topicals, you know, just show that we do the format that we do. Um, you know, there's plenty of other podcasts out there where people listen to the, you know, what's a true, listen to a true crime podcast. Yeah. I mean, people listen to a ton of other, there's a ton of other podcasts out there that do week to week topical shows. (laughs) And I, you know, I think, I think the appeal that we have is the format that we do now, but I will say, um, you know, I, I, doing something about the Bechtel family is something I think that, uh, we probably really need to do a deep dive on just because there, there's a lot of importance to the topic. There's a lot of, you know, shady shit surrounding this family. Um, you know, like I said, it, it's one of those things where we'll, we'll work something out. And, uh, you know, for, for instance, we, can oh, get, yeah, uh, sure. we could even do a joint show with, uh, Mr. Rodriguez on the situation and and kind of pool our notes and uh and and have a little bit of a you know sunday fucking slacker sunday that ain't so slacked you know what i'm saying well it's funny i mean our slacker sundays like our guests that have come on have been amazing and i i will toot our own horn our own horn a bit but i think we're like we offer a very good platform for guests um the the flow of the sort of not necessarily interview episodes but the you know the ones we've had guests on have been really good <laughs> yeah i mean fuck. it's totally alien to us this isn't something we're practiced and it's just sort of a you know the, the, what we're offering um, eric hill was great janet was yeah great. I yeah mean, i mean we only have two examples but they both went really well <laughs> we were on legit bath the other night and i think and that, went, that yeah. was fun that went great um, i had a good time over there yeah, yeah that's for sure and- NY Patriot uh, had messaged me a good bit today. He wants, uh, he does want to do something on the. I'd love to. Us, so. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. I'd love a, to. That's a Thursday, and well, I mean, we could figure out. Uh, Dude, we could do it this Thursday. <laughs> no, no, no. Second, a week from. Oh. Yeah, he, or whatever. Because yeah, he has his own own stuff going on, so I don't know if it's going to be a cross platform or on ours or what the. We'll deal just is, have to I mean, discuss we'll, it with him. Yeah, yeah, we'll get it. Yeah, but I mean, he's. Uh, He's good to go on the second and ask if we're we're good to go. And I For said sure. I, since it's since it's one that we already do a show anyway, I was pretty sure that we could work out the logistics and and do it. it and, just uh, a, the interaction of podcasts, uh, the just sort of the loose, flexible. Um, that's that that's the solution. Mm-hmm. Um, just a mild interaction, like no, none of us are telling any of the other ones what to do. There's no direction. It's just it's just pure honest interaction. Um, and it, it, as far as like like what was being talked about on the Jabat, like the coming together and meetings and stuff, that's how we keep the feds out. It's just um, <laughs> no, no. It's just like honest, limited interaction with other podcasts. Um, that's the solution. We, it's this uh, sort of intangible network of people um, who can be connected to one another through multiple different platforms. And it, it's not something you can uh, corral and control. It's just loose knit, flexible, or fucking liquid. Uh, I think Lic- liquid that's snake. how we do this. Yeah, we are liquid snake. <laughs> we, we are the liquid Kundalini snake. <laughs> 
Jesus uh, Christ. I, <laughs> <laughs> but no, no, I, I think that's how we do this. Like just this sort of loose knit community um, that's super skeptical of shit. Like uh, when someone starts, I don't know. I feel like I'm, I call I'm it so healthy program skepticism. Into, no, it's totally well, super skeptical is the healthy skepticism. Because like, I don't outside of personal relationships i don't know anybody that hasn't lied to me do you guys <laughs> um but i think that's how we do this like the solution or whatever it's like maybe we win this thing for everybody just like we we keep that flow of information because if knowledge is power maybe knowledge is the only power we're uh Jesus Christ! You know, in our own, in our own drunken way, yeah, you're drunk as shit. <laughs> well, eh, drunk <laughs> enough to have a good flow, but uh, you know what I'm saying, man. Uh, th like that's how that's how we win this thing. Uh, like we can't organize because they they villainized organization. It just needs to be this continual, uninterrupted flow of information that's not controlled. And the more of us that come together, the stronger that flow is. And, you know, I'd like to break the back out of the urinal. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> you know, you, you, you always look like you're a Nico girl because you've got a cattail constantly. I'm just waiting for you to bring up some fucking Paul mitts or something on the camera. He wasn't feeling too good on Sunday night, so he didn't show up at all. He was laying over there the whole time. But now he's just, he's been walking around me the whole night. This is Bat. Bat the cat. He's dark gray. Uh, fucking. I don't even remember what he is. He's a I, cat. I, yeah, he's a cat. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I took him from an ex-girlfriend because I was still quietly in love with her. And she asked me to do something. I was like, okay. <laughs> but he also turned out to be the best cat ever. How you doing, bud? You doing good? All right, fuck off. There he goes. All right, boys. It's, re it's rearing up on that eight o'clock. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> it's probably getting close to time to get the fuck out of here. Uh, I'll say um, this Sunday... Six o'clock, six o'clock Central Standard, seven p.m. Eastern. Um, Charlie Robinson, Charlie fucking Robinson, <laughs> a baseball player that inspired you to start playing baseball shows up and shoot like he joins in on your little league. <laughs> <laughs> I think we can uh, all speak. Uh, I think I can speak for all of us in the sense that uh, we're big fans of Charlie. It's going to be a great show. Um, I think most of the people here probably know who Charlie is and listen to his show. Um, if you don't, Charlie Robinson, Macroaggressions, um, Octopus of Global Control, Controlled Demolition of the American Empire is his books. He's got Hypocrisy coming out. I, uh, I spelled yeah, like hypo-crazy. Yeah, hypo-crazy, yeah. Um. And apparently he's just going uh, at everybody on this one. So well, who, who else could you target? Yeah, he's, yeah, he's, yeah. it's like yeah. a no holds barred. Everybody's uh, 
in trouble. God bless him. I mean, if you listen to his show, he's kind of gone into it a little bit. Um, but yeah, he's going he's going fucking in on some people. Um, no holds barred. So that's gonna be a that's gonna be a book to pick the fuck up and take a gander at. If you don't like the read, there's always audio books that you can fucking put on in the car and listen to on your way to work. I'm an audio book listener. There's no shame in it. I do it no, when I, I work. I think he and I have talked about this. There's some issues with his books getting on audiobook. I'm pretty well, sure. The, but the, you can, I think I think he I've said got the octopus. He, I think he said in his show that he's gonna have uh that one guy uh narrate an audiobook of it. So maybe you could hire me to narrate an audiobook of his. <laughs> it may have been that or it may have been controlled demolition. I'm not sure. It, it I, may be. Yeah, octopus, I don't think because I had to that's listen a to woman. It on a uh PDF uh like reader, you know. Uh, where it'll read it, but it's more like that robotic voice. No, it's uh, on a, it's Octopus of Global Control is on Audible. I have purchased it and I've listened to most of it at this point. But it's narrated by a woman. All right. Well, well, well at the time I discussed <laughs> it with him, it, it wasn't. So I'm saying the, the okay. talk we had when, because he sent me uh, an ebook and a PDF file of, octopus and then i bought uh american demolition but yeah there was uh some issue about the the number of words was either it wasn't enough or it was i don't know i i I there wasn't too many because i I I feel like i remember him saying something about like a gram somebody uh narrating the new book i'm not sure either way it'd be a great read I'm sure it'll be here. He'll be here to talk about it on Sunday. Yeah. Yeah. Really matter. (laughs) I can't believe that's happening. (laughs) It's that's nuts. I'm excited. Fuck. I don't remember what that feels like. Well, with that being said, I'm one of your hosts. Gnome. I'm hammer. Dusty. You go with God and don't take any wooden nickels and peace. And keep your buttholes tight. Gentlemen.